We have two dogs in our home. Aria is a two-year-old puppy who definitely needs help with her portions. And Nala is a 10-year-old dog who is living a great life and we want to keep feeding her well so she can hang in there with us for a lot longer. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with them. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced and made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you live more healthy, happy, and full years together. You can get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash vanished. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use our code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Uh, just um, about three or four messages asking uh, if I had heard that the rumor around the cellar that somebody had been arrested. No, uh, nothing is. Uh, there's never been one. There's never been a press conference in her case. I know one of our guys just has a good contact, I guess, with GBI and texted, and he says it's major, but he's trying, but she won't give any clue, but did say it's major. I don't know. For 161 miles, continue on I-75 South. So somebody from Osceola in the administration said that he was arrested and he was a former student. You know, I don't know, was it a confession or a DNA match? But I've been told that it was an arrest. They were questioning Ryan Dukes. He admitted to it while they were questioning him and led them, led the GBI to where he burned her body at. He, li- he lived right there, close to Tara. And I thought they said he's 33 years old now. He's a former student. But they said that while they were questioning him, he confessed. Today marked the last time anybody reported seeing or talking to Karen Grinstead. Officially, police are calling this a missing person's case. GBI officials say investigators are being offered. Where is Tara Grinstead? From Tinderfoot TV in Atlanta, this is Up and Vanished, the investigation of Tara Grinstead. I'm your host, Payne Lindsay. Hey guys, if you haven't heard the news yet, the GBI held a press conference on Tara Grinstead last Thursday for the first time in 12 years. Today, I'm going to walk you through my entire experience in Osceola this past weekend, starting with my arrival at the police station, one hour before the GBI press conference. Hey, I mean, you can say you did all right? Yeah, I'm pretty overwhelmed, honestly. Uh, yeah, good thing. All right. It's a good news, though, right? Yeah, man. I'm not sure. I don't think it's a good news. I don't like it there. I don't know. 
I was freaking out. The next place I went was the Osceola Star newspaper to see Dusty. I mean, we were just here the other day talking about this, like thinking that it'll never be solved. So what's this? Dusty already found a picture of the guy, rumored to have been arrested. Obviously, it's big news. I yes. imagine there's going to be a crowd there. Yeah. The courtroom in Osceola was completely packed to the walls. Every news station in the state of Georgia was in that building. The anticipation was growing as I placed my microphone up on the stand. We all waited anxiously for the press conference to begin. Good afternoon. Thank you all for coming. I know most of you have gotten short notice and all today, but... Uh, it's certainly worth the drive to come here today to uh, hear what we've got to say. And I, I really want to begin with uh, with a word of prayer from our my pastor, uh, Joey Whitley, and County Commissioner Chairman. And if you would, let's all stand and begin with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you've allowed us a day that we can come together, Father, for whatever announcement this may be. And God, we just want to thank you that you've uh, been with the men and women that have been for years searching and doing what they could to solve this case. And God, for our community that's been behind our law enforcement, and uh, God, forgive us all of our many sins and shortcomings for us. In the name of Dupree and all God's children said, Amen. Before we get started, I just want to say our thoughts and prayers go out to Tara Grinstead's family. Connie and Billy Grinstead are right over here to my right. I'd like to recognize the local community here. As you can see, this courtroom is packed. I also want to take a moment to thank the media. You guys um, have been just phenomenal in this whole endeavor. The disappearance of terror has caused not only state and local news coverage, but this has also hit our national news. Please know that you have had an impact, a significant role in this investigation, and I am confident that today we have reached the point where we are in this investigation because of that involvement. On Saturday, October 22nd, 2005, Tara Grinstead went missing from her residence. The Osceola Police Department responded to her residence. Immediately, they suspected foul play. Additional law enforcement resources were requested. The Irwin County Sheriff's Office and the GBI came in and began a search at Tara's house. Tara's home was searched extensively for several days, which produced little physical evidence. As with all missing person cases, the investigation started focusing on Tara's close friends and associates. Tara was very well known in this community and well liked in her community. So she had many contacts and friends in various parts of the community. As the hours turned into days, days into weeks, weeks into months, and eventually months into years, the search efforts never ceased. Through these 11 plus years, the GBI and other law enforcement officers have received hundreds and hundreds of tips. Each and every tip that came in was vetted and checked against what we had already done in this investigation. Each lead was thoroughly exhausted. Unfortunately, all of these leads ended with a dead end until the last couple of days. A few days ago, an individual came forward and reported that they had information into Tara's disappearance. This information made it to my office and our case agent, Jason Shadell was sent out to conduct an interview. This interview generated several more interviews, which was followed up by the rest of our office here. Through these interviews, enough probable cause was discovered so we could swear out an arrest warrant charging Ryan Alexander Duke 
with the murder of Tara Grinstead. Duke was taken into custody yesterday afternoon and a warrant was issued this morning. I'm sure that there are gonna be many questions. I may be able to answer some of those questions, but in the interest of the integrity of our investigation, I may not be able to answer or respond at this time. Before I take any questions, Connie Grinstead would like to make a brief statement. Please respect her privacy and refrain from asking her any questions. Thank you for coming today. On behalf of Billy and myself, the first thing that I want to do is to thank God for answered prayers. We would also like to thank the GBI for all of their years of hard work and dedication to Tara's investigation. We always believed in the GBI and their dedication to her case. We always believed that it would be solved. We just did not know when. We would also like to thank all of the local law enforcement for cooperating and working with the GBI through the years, as well as many others in this community and beyond. We lived in Osceola for eight years. Tara lived with us here for four of those years. When we moved here, you welcomed us with open arms and treated us as if we were one of your own. You did the same thing for Tara when she moved in with us, and we are so grateful to you for that. She was able to fulfill many of her dreams right here in Osceola. She loved being a teacher, and she was very good at it. So many people have been hurt by this. We hope and pray that with time, this community can finally have closure and start to heal from us, from this. For us, this just starts another chapter in a very long and painful journey. We ask that you keep us in your prayers. Our wounds are deep and our hearts are broken. We realize that everybody is going to want answers. You'll have a lot of questions and that will come in time, but for now, we ask of the media to please respect our privacy and give us the chance to grieve and to process all that has taken place. Thank you. As I stated earlier, I can try to field a couple of questions, but again, the, the integrity of our investigation takes precedent over everything else. I'm not allowed to answer that at this time. Thank you. How old was Brian Duke and what was his relation to Tara? What I can say from our investigation was he did attend that high school and graduated about three years prior to the incident. Has, Has he, he been cooperative? To this? Has he confessed to this Has he been cooperative? I'm not allowed to answer that question. Was he alone? Again, I, I can't speak to certain aspects of this investigation so at this time i'm not allowed to answer that either. do you anticipate any more arrests that's a very good question and again we have several more interviews to do and investigative actions so it'd be hard for me to answer that at this time had you previously interviewed i can say that this gentleman never came up on our radar through the investigation um right now i'd like to thank y'all for coming uh, i'm sorry this is about all the questions i can answer at this time again 
We have several more investigative actions that we're going to be taking, more people to interview. But we just wanted to share with you guys that we did find the person that was responsible for Tara's death. It was a completely surreal moment, a moment Osceola had been waiting for for nearly 12 years. I felt so many different emotions all at once. I thought a lot about how to describe that moment. The only thing I can think of is the final scene in the movie Big Fish, directed by Tim Burton. At the very end of the movie, a son takes his dying father to the water to metaphorically set him free. For years, he had told his son whimsical and seemingly unbelievable stories about his life, full of these mythical and larger-than-life characters. But as he takes his dying father to the river, all of these characters he had talked about over the years begin emerging and eventually surround him. As it turns out, all the characters in his father's life were real people. That's exactly what this was like. Every voice of locals that you've heard in this podcast were all in one room together, shaking my hand, congratulating each other. I always knew these were real people, but they couldn't have been more real on this day. And as sad as this day was, it was also a day of celebration and relief. The community came together as a whole for the first time in a very long time. And in this moment, together, we accepted the truth. Even my grandma was there with her friend Melba. This was the beginning of a resolution, the beginning of long-awaited answers in this case. My grandma was so excited, she left my mom this voicemail. Hey, Don, this is Mom. Um, I just now got back home, so I was in the courtroom, and uh, you got to be mighty proud of your son. I'm certainly proud of my grandson. I mean, he really got that, that case going again. And um, a lot of people, the local people who had listened to the podcast, this one lady came up and she said, I want to shake your hand. She said, I've listened to all the podcasts. And she said, you really got this thing going. When the FBI made all the announcements, you probably see it on the news. He just thanked the media. So pain was in the media in general, but they didn't, you know, seek him out. I'm just so proud of him. I mean, I really think if it wasn't for pain getting started on, I don't think this thing would have been solved. I really don't. I called Rosie. I'm going over there and have a glass of wine. I need to celebrate, and I, I don't like to drink by myself, so I'm going to go over here. She was here last night, so, <laughs> so I'm going over there. Bye-bye. We still don't know exactly why the tipster came forward now, 12 years later. But I hope the renewed interest from the podcast at least helped create an environment that encouraged the sharing of truth throughout the whole community.
An Atlanta filmmaker who produces an internet podcast is credited with keeping interest in the story alive. Filmmaker Payne Lindsay is credited with keeping the case in the public eye through his podcast. Justin, an Atlanta filmmaker turned podcaster, is on a mission to solve the 2005 disappearance of Tara Grinstead. And his new project is getting a lot of people talking. Documentary filmmaker and amateur investigator Payne Lindsay. The case grew cold, but years later, Tara's story piques the interest of Atlanta filmmaker Payne Lindsay. He decides to create a podcast called Up and Vanished to help generate new leads in her disappearance. It's a question that has haunted this small south of Georgia town for more than a decade. And a question podcaster and Atlanta filmmaker Payne Lindsay set out to answer. What happened to Tara Grinstead? Investigators will not comment on whether Payne's podcast or news coverage directly led to this latest tip. But analysts say keeping the story in the news can help investigators. By regularly keeping a case in the public's eye, whether it be on television, radio, podcasts, social media, etc., you never know who's going to see it. His podcast, Up and Vanished, has gained the attention of millions. That number spiked by more than 700,000 on Thursday as people learned about the arrest of Ryan Alexander Duke. What role do you believe your podcast had in making this arrest? A lot of people are crediting it with solving this murder mystery. I think that the podcast opened up this atmosphere in Osceola that created this trust factor and a line of communication, an open channel. It's been so long that these secrets have been kept and it's just been such a tight-lipped, uncomfortable thing to talk about here. But I think the podcast maybe helped create an environment for the truth to come out, and I would hope that would be the case. You got some early tips from the family's private investigator, and you don't think that this case is over yet. As following Tara Grinstead's disappearance, says this case is far from over. Desiree Duncan caught up with the Atlanta filmmaker in Osceola to get his reaction to Ryan Duke's arrest. I'm going to Mexico City, and it's going to be an awesome vacation. All thanks to Viator. If you're looking to book your next trip, Viator is your one-stop shop. They've done all the research for you, from classes and workshops, food and drinks, outdoor activities, sightseeing, cruises, tours, museums. Everything you want to do on a vacation is all right here at your fingertips by using Viator. Viator is the solution you need to ensure you plan the perfect trip and overall travel experience. Viator is a tool you can use to plan and book travel experiences all around the world. The Viator app and website make it easy to explore 300,000 plus travel experiences so you can discover what's out there, no matter where you're traveling or what you're interested in. Viator can help you plan better travel experiences. 300,000 plus travel experiences to choose from means that you can plan something everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Enjoy real traveler reviews to get insider information from people who've already been there on the same experiences you're choosing. And if plans changed, there's free cancellation. Plus, Viator offers 24-7 customer service, so you know that you'll get the support you need at any hour if things aren't going as planned. So download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find the perfect travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast but this day was far from over up next was ryan duke's court hearing and dusty and i had a front row seat the sounds of ryan's shackles echoed throughout the courtroom as a bearded man limped towards the stand with his head down. This is the first we are challenged to match the court of Irving County, Georgia, held this morning our day of February 2017. My name is Taylor Culpepper. I'm the Chief Master of Judge of Irving County. Could you please state your name? Ryan Alexander, too. What is your date of birth? May 3rd, 1983. Mr. Duke. You've been charged in warrants sworn by Special Agent Jason Shadell, the GI, with the offenses of burglary, aggravated assault, murder, and concealing the death in Arlington County, Georgia. At this time, I'm going to read your warrants. Ryan Alexander Duke, hit in the county of Forsyth, commit the offense of burglary to it in said county October 23, 2005, when he did knowingly, intentionally, and willfully enter the residence of Tara Grinstead. That being 300 West Park Street, Osceola, Irwin County, Georgia, and without authority to do so, commit a felony therein. That being aggravated assault and murder. Place of occurrence of said offense being 300 West Park Street, Osceola, Irwin County, Georgia, and against the laws of the state of Georgia. Ryan Alexander Duke did in the county of Forsyth commit the offense of aggravated assault to it in said county, October 23, 2005, when he did knowingly, intentionally, and willfully use his hands in an offensive manner with the intent to and did cause serious bodily harm to the person of Terry Grinson. Said offense being described as aggravated assault, code section 16-5-21, and thus opponent makes this affidavit that a warrant may issue for his arrest. When the hearing was over, I rushed outside to ask Ryan Duke a question before they put him in the police car. Why'd you kill Tara? Why did Ryan Duke kill Tara? He looked at me for a second, but then just dropped his head. I was just an arm's length from him. Ryan Duke's charges were murder, attempt to conceal a body, aggravated assault, and burglary. Was this just a burglary gone wrong? I didn't really understand the burglary charge, so I called somebody who would. This is Colin Miller from Undisclosed. 
Yeah, so it could be two things. So as you noted, her purse and keys were missing. Their theory might be that he entered the house with the goal of stealing property. But in Georgia and many jurisdictions, it's burglary as long as you enter with the intent to either commit theft or a felony. And so the theory could simply be he either entered her house with the goal of killing her or entered the house with the goal of assaulting her. And even under Georgia law, it could be that he entered with her consent. She asked him to leave. He overstayed his welcome with the goal of harming her. And any of those would allow for a burglary charge. So it doesn't have to be him committing theft for that burglary charge to stand. Under Georgia law, you can be an uninvited guest. You could overstay your welcome. And in either case, it could just be you have the goal of harming or killing, and that's burglary. You know, you don't know 100%, but I'm sure your podcast has played a role because you don't often see this type of information coming out of nowhere a decade and a couple of years after the fact. So be interesting to see what develops in the news. But I have to imagine that this has some connection with either directly your podcast or secondhand, thirdhand people have heard about it and that led to this break in the case. So we have one person in jail, the GBI is being very tight lipped. What should we expect in the coming days and weeks and really the next year? Right. Well, I saw that he's scheduled to have a grand jury proceeding on April 12th, and that's where the grand jurors will decide if there's probable cause. And if so, they'd issue what's known as a true bill and there'd be an indictment and the case could go to trial. As you said, from some of your reporting and the other reporting, it seems like there might be other individuals involved. And you could imagine with that additional arrests and probably people trying to strike a plea deal in exchange for implicating other people. Now, the purpose of a grand jury, it's it's just like trial jurors are receiving a summons in the mail and it is secretive though, as opposed to a trial. And so those grand jurors basically hear the prosecution's case. The prosecution, it's a one-sided hearing. They call their witnesses. They don't have to present exculpatory evidence and the jury after that decides whether to indict or not. And again, that would be secretive. That wouldn't be the press reporting on it and saying this is day two of the grand jury and this witness testified. It's secretive. All you hear is at the end of the process whether they indicted or not. To me, it looked like he was just like wearing the weight of the world. And it's like 12 years of something had just changed him. Yeah, I saw some of the footage too and he looked completely disheveled and disoriented and he was shackled, but he was still sort of limping around. And yeah, you imagine if he committed this horrible crime 12 years ago and has gone uncaptured over these years, how that could wear on you and what you might do to sort of ease some of that pain. And we'll see, but certainly that, that video footage was compelling. What I would expect next would be, are there going to be additional arrests? And that could lead to more details about what exactly happens 12 years ago coming out. But I don't see much coming out from Ryan Duke himself. But there's other individuals involved. It might be a game of getting one to implicate another by either offering them immunity or decreased charges. Back to the point of the burglary, a murder being committed during the course of a burglary in Georgia is an aggravating circumstance, which means there's the option of putting the death penalty on the table. And to the extent there might be some bargaining with Ryan Duke himself, it might be if you implicate some of the other people involved, we won't pursue the death penalty, we'll just pursue life.
Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. Once the day was over, I immediately searched for anyone in Osceola who knew Ryan Duke. I had to know more about this person. After hours of digging, I found a former high school friend of Ryan's, and he agreed to meet with me. I grew up in Irwin County since the second grade. Gotcha. So Ryan and I, we go, he's probably born and raised in Osceola. So there wasn't a grade that we can't remember not not being together. He was a good friend of mine. Uh, He was a really nice guy. You know, and when you're in high school, there are cliques, but it's not like you're a mafia of any type. So to say the word loyal is odd, but he would be a loyal friend. He would be that guy if you needed, he's there. Uh, just, he was he was a good guy. Has this surprised you? Very much, very much a surprise. I would have never thought this. And I know that is a cliche. I've seen enough TV and listened to enough My Favorite Murders to go, <laughs> Yeah, you never expect it. Never in a million years. Any about him that you could look back and say, well, you know, I don't know. Well, Oak is a small town. 82 people were in our graduating class. 82 or 88. Wow. Small class. So one thing I learned about Oak going to city after city after city all throughout Georgia that I, I found that was different with other friends that I met and had is that you 
and of Scylla are exposed. Very young age to everybody. It doesn't matter white, black, rich, poor. You are this amalgam of a class. And everybody adapts and everybody gives and everybody takes on personality, on lifestyle. So to say that something was odd is is almost normal. It's almost to, it's almost normal to say, yeah, I mean, he kind of he does his own thing every now and then, or yeah, he he lives in that part of town. But I mean, when we hang out, it's all it's all of us. It's all backyard football. I mean, I bet he played when we were in middle school. We used to build these trophies out of like old stuff, and then we would play backyard football for like championships and stuff. I mean, we did that every sweep day of day for years. <laughs> I mean, and he he would be there. But a lot of folks from my class, a lot of folks younger than me would be there. A lot of a couple of folks older than me. It just it was just all you're just a community. Yeah. I mean, you're a small community. Everybody has an older brother. Everybody has a younger brother. So when you're just those few years apart, I mean, y'all you kind of know. As far as odd, Osceola is full of rumors. Is full of rumors, and if it's all right, can I just talk? Yeah. Okay. So, is it okay to say the name? Yeah. Okay. Not. So, this is just rumors, but what I hear is that he's involved too. But somebody said, you know, Ryan joined the military, and then he 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 ended up deserting. I heard that, and I remember thinking, really. That's crazy. And then they said, yeah, supposedly he just got on a bad drinking binge. And then it just molded into other stuff. That kind of lifestyle has hit a few folks that are around my age and about a year younger. There was a just a circle, and they got hooked on, you know, after once you get up to the realms of myth, that all kind of has the same... Um, it changes you in the same way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I've heard that this, that this, that there's this group that just, and they just went downhill. And I just kind of figured he probably was part of that. I don't know if that's any, has any truth to it, but I just kind of said, "Wow, maybe that was it." Like what? So what's been playing in my head is is saying, "Well, did he perform this heinous act?" And then say, maybe I can escape through military. I mean, there's pictures of me and him hanging out in my room that are just like at graduation. I mean, we're arm in arm. To be honest with you, when I saw him in the courtroom, I saw him and I just thought, there he is. That's Ryan. Wow. And I just, you know, I didn't really even see a shell of a person. I just saw the whole the whole ride and he had his head down his eyes closed and some people would tell me man he looks like it that just been weighing on him and he just wants to release it and leave it um that didn't to me it looked like he was scared to me I thought that's this that's the guy he's scared it just he looked scared he looked really scared and if anything I really felt like I just wanted to just, just say his name. Just say Ron. Yeah, I really. I mean, I just kind of want to say, "Are you okay?" I mean, I, 
there's nothing I can do to make it okay, and I definitely don't want to be the judge, the jury, or any part of it. And I don't have a right to be. You know, it, now it's complicated. If it was, if it was all the rumors, all the rumors were simple. All the rumors were like, yeah, but it's him, and, and it's crazy, and it's all this, and, and 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 it just makes sense. But now it's complicated. Now it's some guy that's not connected, and the loyal Ryan, the Ryan that was, I mean, the loyalty part of it was for sure a product of being in Osceola not belonging to a little clique in high school, not judging, not not having to be on a certain in a certain group of friends. Um, let's like take for instance in Atlanta if you play guitar. More than likely somebody's in your in your class that also plays guitar. More than likely there's not necessarily in your in your school, in your classroom, but in your graduating class. They may do something. If you have a science thing there's more than likely there's some other science people. In Osceola, you get one, if you're lucky, of uniqueness. And anybody unique has an uphill battle. It can, it can have an uphill battle. Um, I think it's changed a lot since I was in school, but you 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 really have to learn other people. You have to learn how to absorb somebody else and the people that can truly accept someone for who they are that's how you end up with friends in Osceola yeah this isn't really a town that distance and location can separate classes and races and ideas this is one where everybody has to find their place you have to put effort into this community uh, and if you want this to give back, and it will give back. To me personally, I think that's what a lot of America is kind of going through some of. There's a lot of small communities going, yes, we exist, we have the voice. We are part of this this whole thing. I would say Osceola can be, can be strong, uh, I, I would say. I mean, you can just go to a football game and see that. You can let us ride the state and you can see that. You know, I've seen us play some private schools at a the state championships and semifinals and stuff, and we come up there in busloads, and they show up sitting down. I mean, we're the we're the inventors of rocks in a can, just being loud. Uh, you need help with anything, anybody will help. There is no divide. I I think the town is feeling relieved. I think they are. I think they're feeling like they can they can put it down. I think they're very confused. I think everyone's very anxious. I think everyone's asking why. I don't think anybody saw it coming in this direction at all. Because I know I never would have. I've said this a couple of times. I said, I hope that the town offers apologies for a lot of the rumors. I think there are some people that evidently are owed some real apologies because in a small town like this there's nowhere to go you 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 carry a rumor like you carry a cape but we had to have been he had to have been 20 20 years old 21 
There's no way he did that by himself. He wasn't a dumb guy, but he wasn't sophisticated. So for the things that I've heard that happen, that's sophisticated. He's not a resourceful guy. I never thought of him as resourceful. So I, I can imagine him. You had some supposedly just to meet the GBI, and they couldn't crack Ryan Duke. That doesn't make sense on its own to, to me personally. Where did come in the picture? Actually, I heard both names first. So as being a classmate, you hear real quick, hey, did you hear that this is that these two guys are involved? So I heard I heard both names originally. But then they said, But I'm pretty sure Ryan confessed. I thought, holy crap, really? So I knew was crazy. I knew he was he was off. And he was off all through high school. He was he was an off guy. He was nice. I'll put it to you this way, because a ton of my classmates have called, a ton of folks have been calling me. So I've had to kind of I've had practice kind of explain this. If you just said, dude, you know Ryan killed a guy? I would say. Uh I guess I could see that, really. But if you said, did you know he killed a guy and then he did what all the rumors are? I go, no, no way. He didn't do that. Or, you know, did, did you know he killed this girl and hit about it for 12 years, 11 years, and did all this crazy stuff? I'd say, no, there's no way. No way he did that. But if you said, hey, I think did this, I would go, you know, he's kind of, He's kind of crazy like that. So, where is I don't have a clue. I don't, I really don't that know. We're by his house, his car's not there. Yeah. It's life on in that backyard. I've heard that no one knows where is. That's probably true. I'm censoring this person's name because this is still an active investigation. But the question is, did Ryan Duke act alone or did he have an accomplice in Tara Grinstead's murder? As the night came to an end, I crawled in bed in my hotel room, completely exhausted. But right before I closed my eyes, I got a phone call. And this person proceeded to tell me a very interesting story. There were some kids at a party, okay? And the, the you know, the guy... Uh, uh, Ryan Duke was probably 20 or 21 years old when this happened, when he killed Tara. So he graduated three years before they, uh, uh, but before this happened. So he was out of high school for a few years. He was a former student. She had taught him. They knew each other. And right after she disappeared, a couple of weeks after she disappeared, there was a party. And this kid was talking. He was drunk. And he was talking about having killed Tara and Dr. Body at a pecan orchard in, in Fitzgerald. Ryan Duke was saying that? Ryan Duke said that. 
and someone told me there's another one. This is kind of weird. Okay, this is kind of weird. Uh, there's another kid that they're looking for, same age, around the same age. His name is Somebody called me today, uh, a friend of mine who followed this case really closely over the years, and she sent me, the guy said, there's been an arrest, she sent me the name, you know, Ron Duke, I said, yeah, that's him, and then she calls me, and she says, uh, is this the, is this the Pecan Orchard story? And I said, uh, I said, yeah, it is. Yeah, how do you know? She said, uh, we heard about this ten years ago. Thanks for listening, guys. This coming Thursday, we're having a Q&A episode. I'm sure you all have a bunch of questions, so if you'd like them answered, just leave us a voicemail. The number is 770-545-6411. Again, that's 770-545-6411. And as always, next Monday is a case evidence, and the Monday after that is episode 14. I also want to give a special thanks to Resonate Recordings, for editing and mixing today's episode. They specialize in podcast editing and production. If you're looking to improve the quality of your podcast or start a podcast of your own, check them out at resonaterecordings.com. Thanks for listening, guys, and see you soon. Yeah.